0: Hello, you're listening to the Stay Whole podcast. I'm Sanjay, your host. My aim is to help you demystify the world of health and wellness using evidence-based lifestyle interventions that will enable you to live happier, healthier, and more productive lives. This revolves around three key principles, eat, live, and move. This week, I'm joined by Sam and Julia, who are the co-founders of Teach Strong. Having worked as teachers, they know firsthand the challenges that the teaching profession involves. Their mission is to empower teaching staff to prioritise themselves in order to take care of others. Looking after the well-being of those who are there to inspire the future generation is no small task. I, for one, as a parent, value the role teaching staff play in shaping the lives of our children. The role of a teacher is so much more than just teaching children the academics. They are role models, counselors, friends, and so much more. Teachers give so much of their energy to the children and often forget to look after themselves. That's where Teach Strong come in. They offer online and in-person courses and workshops that focus on nutrition, movement, inner growth, sleep, and community. In this episode, we discuss what motivated them to start Teach Strong, the challenges facing teaching staff, and they expand on their five pillars and explain why these are so important. I hope you enjoy the show. Perfect. Look, Sam, Julia, really, really nice to have you here on the Stay Whole Podcast. I think, as always, if you could give the listeners uh, a... An understanding or a background of who you guys are—that would be a great place to start. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Hello. Um, so yeah, I'm Sam, and
2: I'm Julie. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and so yeah, we we founded Teach Strong together. Um, I have been working in schools for um, over ten years now. Um, I was a teaching assistant to begin with, and eventually trained to be a teacher in Birmingham. Did a year there, then went away to Spain for a couple of years. Now I'm back in Birmingham teaching, um, but now I'm a part time teacher alongside sit- setting up this project to teach strong, which is all about um, the well-being of, of those who work in schools and boosting their well-being and showing them ways to be ha- happier and healthier. Um, in very simple, sustainable ways. That's kind of another one of our mottos. So yes, we're all, all about helping people that work in schools be happy and healthy. Um, and yeah, I suppose as a bit of, shall I do my background first? Yes. yes? yes. Okay. <laughs> so I've always been interested in you know health and well-being, um, whether that was nutrition or exercise or even mindfulness. And I'd kind of use that throughout my teaching career to to deal with. You know, the the stresses that are involved in teaching. Um, and then found myself offering advice to colleagues and friends and even family. And so Teach has just an extension of that. And I suppose the idea behind Teach Strong has always been there in the back of my mind. Um, but we kind of what was it coming up a year and a half now? Um, where got to the point um you know julia came into my life and then we um we decided to to go for it together setting up something that we think or we know we can we can help a lot a lot of people um with their well-being that's how it came about really isn't
2: it it is yeah i guess i'll introduce myself (laughs) my name is julia buckley um i'm half irish half spanish so my dad's irish and my mother is Spanish, um, and I was born and raised in Barcelona. And for as long as I can remember, I have always been interested in spirituality, in personal growth and, and well-being, just like Sam. And then after meeting Sam and his friends and family, who were mostly teachers, yeah. <laughs> so many <laughs> just surrounded by teachers, um, and this passion of ours, it just became clear that we had some knowledge that had worked for us and that could really help these education professionals. And we were just really keen to share it always. So teaching was just the result of this wish to alleviating some of the pains and struggles that we would see teachers facing. And then, yeah, having read about the big influence that teachers have on their pupils made this project even more meaningful and more exciting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I mean, this is, this is exactly why I reached out to you guys, just having, having seen a couple of your Instagram lives, um, particularly the one with Daryl Edwards, which was really fascinating. And, you know, um, we, we all love Daryl, don't we? And uh, (laughs) it, it was, it was just seeing that there are, you know, there, there's people putting the importance on helping those who are, you know, effectively in charge of the future generations. And it's not to say that, you know, they're, they're, they're the important thing here is the teacher's well-being as well. Because, you know, I remember when I was at school and we were learning about, you know, what you learn about at school, um, I was that I was going through my own sort of transition at the time. I was, I was overweight. I was trying to lose weight and there was, there wasn't really any guidance or information, you know, provided to, to, to pupils or I, I'm guessing to the teachers as well as to what it meant to, to be healthy and to look after yourself. And I think that is such a crucial part that is you know potentially missing from the education system and I know, I know it is changing now and you know my daughter going to nursery they started doing things like baby yoga and mindfulness and meditation so there's a shift here but it was really great to see that you're taking an interest in you know helping the, the teachers because you know it, it all like when we as a parent we know that uh, it starts with the parents right you whatever you do is what your your kids will effectively end up mirroring and i'm, I'm guessing that the same uh, there's a there's a similar effect there with with, with the teaching staff because i'm guessing that kids spend a lot of time with their teachers and i guess they're going to pick up a lot of habits and a lot of um, impressions from from these people that are so influential in their lives and uh, looking after their well-being is important and i i have have some friends who are teachers i've i'm actually as a fitness professional i think i mentioned this last time we spoke you know I've trained a couple of teachers teaching some teaching staff and just getting an insight into what it's like. And uh, again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, you have more understanding, but it is, it is quite a stressful job. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a lot involved here. It's, you know, and I think there's a, there's a misconception, isn't there? That people think, oh, you know, teachers, they get all these holidays and, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they have, they have the life of Larry, but I, 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 I just don't believe that's, that's the case. And and I guess you can expand on that a little bit.
1: No, absolutely. No, it, it's not the case. <laughs> yes, we have, we have some longer holidays, but they are, definitely well-deserved because it is a job and it's something that I've noticed just in the last 10 years. Um, The the pressures have have increased and the workload, the kind of expectations, the amount of paperwork, um, yeah, just even perhaps the responsibility um, of you know, you you're not just a teacher i e you're a counselor and a um uh, perhaps a health professional giving health advice as well in some instances um and just so many different hats that you have to wear as a teacher, so it is stressful that is part of why we do it though not because it's stressful but we do it because it's meaningful and it's very important and we are often working with young people that really need our help um so of course that comes with some stress because there's there's just a lot of work to do and that could be you know balancing some um, injustices perhaps that are that are in society and if, if we're trying to give children better opportunities and more of a chance to to make something of themselves perhaps get themselves out of a certain situation so when you're always up against it like that it can be very tough, but then it's kind of just I don't know gone down a bit of a slippery slope in that um, something new gets introduced and then that becomes the new norm of of what's expected of a teacher and how much they have to do, uh, as I mentioned, you know paperwork or whatever it is, and and then something gets added on that and then that becomes the new new norm and so it's kind of I think just just kept building up, um, I think things things. Moves are being made to address that um, in a couple of different ways, and I think we're going to come on to that perhaps later in this in this chat. But no, it it is a stressful profession, and we want to we want to help people that well help people as much as we can.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and what you said about mirroring our behaviour—that's exactly what we talk about. We quite often talk about mirror neurons and how we mirror the behavior of the people around us. Mm. And yes, teachers are one big part of that when we're growing up. Mm. We're just copying what they do and the way they behave. So that's that's another...
1: Yeah, and there's kind of two sides to that, is in we are the teacher that, as you mentioned, Sanjay, um, kind of there is some moves to be talking more about the health and well-being side of things too. Pupils, and so that's fantastic. And a teacher can stand at the front of the class and offer advice and help um, help them in in terms of things not necessarily to do with maths or reading, but their kind of their holistic well being. But then, as we've just mentioned, there's also them looking at us to be a model. So yes, we can talk to them about healthy eating and exercise and being calm, but if we're not modelling those behaviours. Then it could well fall on deaf ears because. Um, well, yeah,
2: ultimately, that's what we are going to replicate. Yeah. What we see more than anything else. Yeah.
0: Yeah it's that old saying isn't it it's uh, do do as i say and not as i do or is, <laughs> you, you know we 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 as, par- as many parents have maybe said that in the past and and i think it's it's now we have to make sure that you know do do as i do and 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 do as i you know do as i say and do as i do as well i think we need to be practicing what we preach and i think that's absolutely fundamental and if i think back you know and i think that should be true for anything right i think back when i first started to work as a personal trainer you know i had to make sure that I was at first, you know, doing the things I was asking my clients to do, you know, if I'm telling my clients to, to to behave a certain way or to eat a certain way, then I have to make sure that I'm reflecting those behaviors as well because that only, you know, that that would only be contradictory if I wasn't doing those things and I certainly think as a as a teacher, um absolutely we need to make sure that we're encouraging, you know, the children to learn the, the right way, but we also need to be looking after our own uh, our own well-being and our own health. Um touching on that subject obviously sam having worked you know as a teacher in the past and you mentioned in your introduction that you were being approached by colleagues about you know how and you started sort of guiding them i mean what what were the common things that you were seeing that maybe colleagues or other people around you in the teaching or in in not not necessarily there might not be teachers there could be anyone that works in the school right i mean what were some of the common things that you were seeing that were that needed to be addressed
1: um so it's a few things that some of those things that i mentioned before whether it's workload so that would include planning for lessons um planning's planning recently sorry has become you know more detailed and perhaps way more detailed than it needs to be some people would argue um so that's a huge thing You know, spending a long time planning a lesson that will last an hour um marking is another thing um you know, if you've got 30 books for four, five, six subjects during the week um, or more, <laughs> it, it, you know, depend which school you're working at and the amount of students you've got. Um, so that's another thing. Um, then there's the data around the pupil. So you're having to regularly capture data in some form and look at that and assess it. Are they making progress? Uh, what's their attainment? Um, that kind of thing. Um as I mentioned as well, so the expectations of, as well of, of what you can achieve with a child that you're seeing for five days a week, um, not every week of the year, um, that's another thing. And then pupil behavior is is another um, factor in terms of the well-being of teachers, because if, if you have particularly tricky pupils, which does happen, then that, of course, can impact on you Um because it can be very difficult to deal with pupils that, uh, you know, perhaps have got their own thing going on at home and that they're having to deal with. And so you're trying to work with them and um, yeah, make, making sure that they're healthy and happy. But when you're up against whatever is going on at home or even indeed at school, then that can be very tricky as well. And And then more recently we've, you know, we've got to mention COVID-19, I suppose, and uh, all the, the um, stresses that that has thrown up as well. And for teachers, this has been a, a very stressful period because there's been a whole load of new challenges thrown our way, um, again, in terms of what we're expected to be able to do from home or even in school um, with a, a whole different setup at schools at the moment. Um the guidelines are constantly changing, and that, of course, puts people on edge as well if they're having to adjust to a new set of rules or standards. Um, and yeah, different routines at school as well. And so all of these things, it's a big melting pot of, you know, it's not as simple as just turning up to that one place of work and sitting down at a desk. Not that that doesn't have its challenges as well, but um. You know, when your routine can be all over the place, it it's just all, all these different factors can make it very, very difficult.
0: Yeah, and I think you've touched on some really important points there in that I think, again, just thinking of that stereotype that people maybe have when they think of teaching as a profession. And, you know, the, the first thing, as I said, you know, typically people make a joke about the the, the holidays and, and the time off that teachers, they, they that it appears that they might be getting. However, you mentioned a few things there in terms of the workload when it comes to, you know, planning. I mean, you yeah, know, every, every session, every lesson, you know, every subject has to, has to be, there's a, there's a lot of meticulous planning that goes into that, which I know just from the, people, the teachers that I know that a lot of that's done in their own time, right? It's not, you know, it, it's something that you would take home and you would do, you know, within your own. Time similarly with marking and things like this, whereas a lot, as you mentioned, how many depending on how many subjects you've got and how many pupils you've got, there's a an awful lot of marking that you have to do. And again, a lot of teachers would do that in their own time, so it's not you know, it's not a job um, where you're you know, on holiday most of the year, or you know, it's uh, you know, nine to three, or what you know, whatever the school opening hours are. There's a lot that goes on beyond that, and of course. You know that that workload, the 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 demands of the job, the demands of the schools, and I guess it, it also depends on what kind of school you're working in, what kind of school districts. I guess whether it's private or, or states. I mean, there's there's different different factors here, but ultimately there's there's the pressure of the actual job, and then of course you have that you rightly mentioned. The pupils themselves, and they have their own, maybe going through their own challenges, whether it's in their home life, personal life, um, or, or whether it's academically, and 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 you have to, as their teacher, be the kind of the glue, right, that fits all of those things together, and that and that comes with its own added pressure and its own added stress. Now, I've I've not been through teacher training, and I don't know what. Element of, you know, the psychology part of it. I mean, I am sure there is some aspect, but I don't know how much of it is stressed at those stages. But I certainly have seen that the role of of a teacher has has certainly drastically changed over over the years. Um, and I don't know if that has been addressed with regards to training and and, and providing teachers with the right tools to be able to cope. Uh, and, and again, you might have m- more insight into that. But um, and it certainly obviously has changed now with with COVID nineteen, which we will will certainly talk about. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, um, I think that there are things in place and schools do offer CPD around these elements. And that, of course, helps definitely, Um, for example, with pupil behaviour and, for example, a a child that's had a diagnosis diagnosis of ASD, for example, then you you are given strategies um, to help with that. But that's in the context of a class of thirty perhaps, and so you're this is another thing it's kind of the spinning plates all the time because you want to make sure that every every child is is okay and you've got to know all of them inside out and know their triggers and know their passions and what they're interested in um, so and that can be very difficult as well but i I do think there are moves to you know, update our training, make it more um, applicable in 2020. But perhaps there is still some catching up to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, I think with everything, you know, all all, all professions have been, have evolved and, and and times have changed. And obviously we have more data and more science behind everything that we, you know, when we talk about health and well being. So I think that's going to apply to, uh, to all professions, you know, just speaking to some of the doctors, you know, and, and we have some, some people in common that we, you know, share on social media. And then a lot of them, you speak to a lot of them when you talk about, you know, for example, nutrition, and a lot of them will say, you know, when they went to medical school, there was little to no, uh, you know, training on 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 proper nutrition. Which again, you know, if you listening to that, you might think that oh, that sounds quite shocking. And actually, well, that that's that's been the case up until recently. But again, th- these things are these things are are, are certainly changing. Um, for, from your perspective, I mean, what is it that you know, having deciding to sort of. Form this, this teach strong. Um, you know uh, what? The, the, one of the first things when you look at your your about us page is providing school staff with the essential tools they need to revitalize their well being. What what aspects of of teachers' well being are you are you trying to focus on? Where is your where is your sort of concentration here?
2: So we focus on five branches. So we talk about the five main branches of health and well being, which are nutrition movement, inner well-being, sleep and community and this is what we we stress about lifestyle and about the habits that really make a difference in the long term.
1: Yeah and that's the kind of philosophy behind Teach Strong isn't it? What what things can we do in our everyday lives? What What is part of our daily routine that can really make a difference to our well-being because that is a message that's perhaps being lost a little bit what is actual effective well-being what strategies can be put in place that are effective in the long term because there are things being put in place in schools some of them good and some of them not so good <laughs> in their, they're all well-intentioned we know that and they're all trying to help but are they having an effect in the long term so this is what teach song is all about what does the science say that has an a long term effect on health and well-being and as julia mentioned that's those five branches isn't it and there's lots of variations of of that and people might add add a couple of things as well but from our point of view if you're addressing those five things in your daily habits then you're setting yourself up to well you're setting yourself up to be in the best position to thrive in school is what we say um so although there are all these other things going on at school that we can't do anything about perhaps other people can (laughs) excuse me um perhaps other people can't do anything about um what can you do every day that will equip you to be you know, fighting fit to to deal with these challenges. And that's not to say that we shouldn't be talking about the other um, aspects of school that do need to improve like workload and like data and people behavior we try and make it very clear that we're not saying those things are competing with each other. It's not one or the other. It's let's talk about both of them and let's address both of them and make it as practical and evidence-based as possible. And if we do that, then we're we're going to set up much happier schools, aren't we? And much healthier schools. So in terms of Teach Strong, yes, it's those five things. And we are trying to distill the evidence and make it as practical as possible to fit in the lifestyle of someone that is a teacher and so of course they are after things that are pretty quick Mm -hmm. pretty easy simple cheap and as you know Sanjay this is those things are often the most effective things as well and the things that people will keep up for years and years and years to come Um, so rather than Get um, overwhelmed by fad diets or exercise regimes or anything like that. What is it that truly works and what is it that can just fit into the timetable of a teacher, a teaching assistant, a head teacher, um, whoever it is that works in a school?
2: Yes, and it will do that in a long term as well. We're always focusing on it being long term.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not, you're not looking for short-term gains. It's, it's a, yeah, absolutely. It's about what can you sustain and, and, you know, continue to do, you know, for, for, a, for a long, dur- long period of time, ideally, you know, ideally for life, but absolutely long-term. Um, and that's exactly it. And I think, you know, uh, this this short-term thinking you know it's only become more and more popular hasn't it and I think we spoke about this last time and I've mentioned this before about the insta culture we live in this world now where everything is instant we want everything now and um, it just when it comes to our health when it comes to our, our well-being it just you know sometimes it's it's you're right, there are small things we can do. And if we do them over a, you know, a longer period of time, they will be have profound changes. And absolutely right. I I, I thoroughly agree with you. But those, those five things you mentioned there, nutrition, uh, movement, you know, looking after your inner self, uh, sleep and community. I mean, those things would apply to, to anybody, right? And this is not, this is, this is absolutely not just specific to teachers, but absolutely. I think teaching is one of those professions uh, that, uh, yeah again i'm guessing that p- people that want to be teachers they are inspired to want to help and they they are it's a it's a it's a job where they feel fulfilled in in helping children in helping others to learn and i think if it's ending up where they're feeling overwhelmed with the work and the job and, and you know then there's this that that kind of love affair with the with the job kind of wears off and I, and i think that can become very clear um to the pupils right and i think you know you again i think of this as a from a parent point of view in that you know, if I come home and I haven't had the best day, I don't need to even say anything. And my daughter and my wife will, will know if Sanjay is in a in a good or or you know, he's feeling in a good, in a happy, in a great mood, or is, you know, not not feeling himself. And I think that's absolutely going to come across um in in a family environment and it's absolutely going to come across in a in a teaching environment. And if that's, you know, if the pupils have to or if you have to sort of be exposed to that, you know, as you mentioned, five days a week for, for many, many weeks of the year. Then it surely it's going to have a knock on effect to the children. So we're almost saying, look, start with it. All starts with you, right? And I think it all starts with 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 looking after number one. And if you can look after number one, then you're going to be in a better position to help those around you. Um, and I make no apologies for using the analogy for probably the millionth time, but it's the, you know, it's the it's the put your own life jacket on first before you before you help others, um, because only then are you in a position to to help those. So yeah, those five things are absolutely fundamental to to all of our well-being uh, and particularly particularly teachers and um, and i'm sure you know we've all had to change that the way that we work due to covid 19 but i think you know looking at the the teaching profession and and you know the you're dealing with you know you're dealing with young human beings and, and in, depending on the age group you're teaching if you're dealing with my daughter's three you know i can only imagine what it's like going into uh, uh, trying to change the way these young people have been used to operating and they quite don't know what's going on. So there's all these other challenges that are going on that, 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 I guess the teachers have to deal with as well, in terms of helping them and educating them and understanding, you know, why all these changes are happening. And it's that, that can be quite taxing, um, at, at the best of times. Um, I want to I want to kind of try and touch on some of these 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 pillars a little bit more. Now, starting obviously with the with the big one, which is nutrition. Um, what what is it that you would look at? You know, so if, if you've got, you know, you're looking at nutrition of, of teachers. What what would you, you know, how would you go about addressing that that pillar first? What would be your kind of general uh, advice with regards to that?
1: I would just say keep it simple, <laughs> keep it very simple, and let's look at the ingredients that have been proven to boost health whether that's physical or mental health in a whole range of different studies and so the ingredients that we would focus on are these whole food plant-based ingredients so that could be um, whole grains um, vegetables fruits and beans um, even nuts and seeds as well, and it's not about any type of diet. Um, but we like to promote a message of um, just add add more of those things. You know, whatever point you're at, let's just add more of those things because we know that the more that we centre our diet around those um, whole food ingredients, the better it is for our health. And there's a whole range of different mechanisms going on behind that, but. Everyone can accept the fact that if they eat more vegetables and more fruits and more whole grains, if they're getting more fiber, then that's going to be good for them. So we start there and we show people how easy it is to just add some more plants to their meals or make a few switches to some recipes that they already know really well. And they've been cooking for years and years. What are some of those switches that we can do to um, get in some of those really healthy ingredients as well?
2: And make sure that they enjoy it. So yeah, again, it's course. long-term and they're going to keep up with it.
1: Mm-hmm. And that it's kind of practical for a teacher exactly. as well. So
2: we look at the practical sizes, um, side of it as well mm-hmm. with maybe batch cooking mm-hmm. and having leftovers and then altering your environment slightly so that it's easy for you when you're at school to just grab some fruit and some nuts instead yeah. of going to the canteen and having a muffin or a cookie or a nut. Yeah. Um, and, and same at home so just making your environment help you mm. and keeping it again simple and mm. um, we were a big fan of things like overnight oats or making the lunch uh, box the night before and things like that so just keeping things easy
1: yeah and kind of linked to that is what you mentioned about the insta culture of of, of social media and taking photos of your food you know this isn't the most i don't know the prettiest way of eating, as in, you, you're not going to take a photo of the leftover curry three nights in a row um, on Instagram, are you? But
2: it's beautiful in a different way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you open the fridge and it's already there. <laughs> exactly, and
1: that's a different kind of beauty. Definitely, I like that.
2: Yeah. Um, but
1: for a teacher, is that's going to save you time, and that means that when you walk through the door, you've got one less thing to worry about and one less decision to make because you've got leftovers. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? But we, if that can give uh, a busy teacher an extra half an hour or an hour of their evening, then that goes a long way. And yeah. it's just so simple, but you know, it doesn't necessarily sell. It doesn't, you know, sell loads of cookbooks and get a million followers, followers on likes. Instagram. Exactly. Yeah.
2: But it is so, it's such a big time saving again, no, no washing up, no
1: mm-hmm.
2: prepping. It's all done for you. So.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, any of these sim- simple things you're absolutely they're not sexy right We, we, we know that. <laughs> you know, I was they, going they, to use
1: that word actually
0: <laughs> yeah it's not it just simply isn't I remember when you know as a personal trainer and you have a client coming in and you're you know you talk, you're, they're asking you about training and exercises and I'm, I'm actually asking them about hey what do you do when you're not you know, when you're not in the gym what are you doing you know during your day how, how, what are you eating for your snacks and, and I'm making these small suggestions like you know drink more water can you get in you know can you get in a few extra steps and you know and it's like they're like is this what I'm paying for none this isn't this isn't this isn't what you know what 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 is written on the magazine cover and absolutely right it it doesn't sell but this is what is effective right this is what you know if we go back you know I I feel like we're at a time now where where we're looking at things like our health and wellness we're almost going back to how things were you know decades and decades ago even even you know more than hundreds of years ago we're kind of going backwards because we're looking at what we have done in the past and saying well actually that that was okay. That was working, and 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 I think obviously the advent of technology and, and evolution and all these things have, have changed things for the for the better in some ways, but certainly in other ways, they're not. But I like what you said. The first thing you said right off the bat is keeping it simple, and I think you know, who's got time to, to, to overcomplicate anything. I certainly, I, I certainly know I don't. And I think uh, certainly, as you mentioned, a busy teacher, um, doesn't have, so yeah, keeping it simple with the food and look, we've all heard this before. Right. And I, and I, and again, I'm, I, I don't want anyone, I make no apologies for saying, it, and I don't want you to, but yeah, eat more vegetables, right. It's a, it's a very simple, fundamental, uh, you know, thing we we, we can, we can, we can, Dig up science, uh, you know, research on, on all of this, and it's all there to be to be seen in in the clear. But um yeah, getting some some real, and I just I just like to call it real food. You know, I just say, like, are you eating real food? You get some more real food into your diet as opposed to the refined, the processed, the the, the sugary foods. And and there is look there is a place for, for those foods, but I just think it shouldn't be making up the bulk of what you, what someone's consuming on, on a day-to-day basis. And I can imagine, again, with that busy schedule that a teacher has, the stress that they might have of, you know, going from class to class and, and all the workload, it's very easy just to fall into that trap of, you know, snacky, snacky, instant food that maybe isn't, you know, as nutritious and fulfilling. Um, and then, before you know it, that just becomes a habit. And and you know, and, and, and then you can kind of get lost in that. Whereas if you can just take that pause, and I think this is why I think what you're doing with Teach Strong is so great, is it's just making them aware and saying, hey, did you know that there is a simpler way or, or other alternatives here? And I think maybe, you know, again, Busy people maybe don't have time to sort of look into these things. So, having someone to, to kind of do that, the groundwork for them effectively, and, and just raise their awareness levels is going to have a profound impact. And I'm, I'm sure you've seen that from from the work that you've done.
1: Yeah, we have. Um, helping people implement just a couple of these small changes in terms of what they're eating, definitely. And one of the things that they're most surprised about is when they are, do shift to eating a perhaps more plant based diet. They're as full as they've ever been, or fuller, as in they're as satisfied with the food that they're eating, and yet perhaps they're noticing some physical benefits It could be losing weight, not that that's necessarily a goal for everyone or, or it should be at all um but they might notice that that they're losing weight and feeling lighter and feeling better um and it's just from a little change
2: yeah. we also get the the it's so cheap, isn't it yeah. it's so affordable? I'm saving so much money in my shopping <laughs> exactly.
1: And then we could talk about the whole environment side of things, but maybe that's another conversation that might be a bit off topic, but um, that is another element. But I do as well. feel like
2: that is quite rewarding as well when people become more aware of this side of, of uh, their diet, their diet mm-hmm. and they become much more conscious in their decisions as well. We've yeah. seen that in some people that we've worked in and they're much more involved in making sustainable decisions.
0: That's true. Yeah. It's, you know, I always say success breeds success. So I think, you know, those small changes and these small wins that anyone can experience, I think it has that snowball effect, isn't it? And you may just start with, you know, okay, can you swap, you know, your, your chocolate bar snack for, you know, some, some, some dried fruit and nuts. And that could be the very small change, or it might even be going one further than that, and saying, Hey, maybe you can drink a little bit more water. Uh, and that can just that one small change can have a knock-on effect in other aspects, and just creating that awareness—it it just starts with that seed, doesn't it? And I think once once you've planted that seed, uh, only then can can it can it grow and flourish. And I think, yeah, there's 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 absolutely a lot a lot behind that, and um, yeah, I th- it's great to see that you know people are responding to this as well because I think you know, we we can you know as, as you, we're dealing with we're dealing with fully grown adults we're dealing with people who have had habits for for many many years they're they're ingrained in us um and they can be they can be hard to shift but i think um, once people start to experience these, these, these small wins, uh, it's only going to encourage them and just to have other people. And I, and I think this is why I like, you know, the fact that you've, you've, you you, know, it's just, you you come from that teaching background having, you know, it's almost like it's one of our own, you know, it's not an outsider coming in and telling us what to do. It's someone who's, who's lived and breathed this role and, and knows what the stresses are about. Um, and I think that also has a, has another resonating effect on it. So I think that's, uh, I think that's huge uh, when it comes to sort of behavior change and and changing one's habits. Um, I've got to ask you about one thing about associate. Well, I I remember from my days at school um, when, when I used to see my teachers, coffee, th- do, do teachers really drink that much coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, I think every single teacher, no matter what time of day my lesson was, was always had a cup of coffee on their desk. Is there a, is there a caffeine problem with, within the teaching community? Well... Wow. No.
1: If there is, I'm part of it
0: because <laughs> I drink
1: my fair share of coffee. Um, you know, yeah, I I will have two, maybe three uh, coffees during the day, and I think I'm okay with that. But I, in some people, that might um, be too much. I don't know. It, you know, it, there is kind of two sides to this, isn't there? We we know that coffee can be healthy and can be health-promoting, and people that are living very long, healthy lives can uh, enjoy coffee regularly every day, and even very strong black coffee as well. Um, But then I think it kind of depends on your reaction to it, and some people don't tolerate it so well, and so maybe it's not the best decision for them. Um, But yeah, there are some Fairly keen coffee drinkers at my place of work and, and some people that are always after my coffee actually because I tend to bring in the, the nicest you, got the, you well. got the
0: fancy stuff uh, exactly. you, got, you, got the fa- you got the fancy stash yeah I love it oh, we, once you do it, you can't go back can you I, 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 hey <laughs> Sam, Sam you don't have to convince me I'm, I'm if I if I think I I'm probably am a secret teacher in in my in another life because definitely I'm one of those uh, I'm one of those keen coffee drinkers as well but uh, yeah now I was I was kind of half half joking with that comment but yeah it's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's those types of things and it's just that, that habit and, and and just trying to think about other things we could do but yeah absolutely there's, there's, there's alternatives here i want to move on to the movement side of things because um again this is another area that we, again we all know eat more vegetables do more movement i mean again what's what's the sort of prescription what's the sort of approach to to helping um teachers move i, I Uh, Am I right in saying it's relatively a sedentary job? I mean, uh, you're not sitting the whole day. I mean, maybe you're not be sitting at all. I don't know. Maybe you can help me and enlighten me on that. No, I mean, I think
1: not at all. Um, Perhaps I'm speaking more of primary school um, teachers. But I know I'm on my feet a lot, a lot during the day. I easily get my 10,000 steps, especially seeing as the photocopier is right the way down the corridor at the other end of the school. (laughs) So (laughs) no, uh, no, I don't think it is a sedentary job, especially not compared to other professions for sure. Um, So I don't think that's the problem, but I think it's kind of um, despite the fact that we are moving around a, a fair amount during the day. Well, there's kind of two sides here. There's the one side is that we're still competing with perhaps not the best um nutritional habits in schools and and in other professions as well so it doesn't matter how much you move if you're not eating well you still are perhaps not um you know reaching your potential when it terms to when it comes to your physical and mental health so that's one thing um but then the other side of it is that perhaps the mornings and the evenings could be quite sedentary, yes. That it might be that, you know, once you get home after a long day on your feet and getting up and down from a, a child's chair. <laughs> um I don't know how many squats I do during the day as well, getting up and down. Um, but then yeah, by the time you get home, if you're so tired from that and feel like you just want to collapse on the sofa, then that's kind of understandable, isn't it? And it might be that then the as soon as you get home the the evening is spent on the sofa and then straight to bed. Um, and so that's where, you know, perhaps... We some could
2: include some more movement. Yeah, well.
1: that's an opportunity to include more movement. So in terms of our prescription, as you put it, <laughs> in terms of movement, I think it kind of it mirrors what we talk about in terms of nutrition yes. as well, wouldn't it?
2: Keeping it simple, Keep it keeping simple. it natural,
1: and yeah.
2: um, doing it you know, the most effortlessly way yeah. possible.
1: Yeah, things that you enjoy. So we like to talk about what can you see yourself doing when you're 80 years old if we're talking about movement and being physically active because like you said everyone knows that exercise is good for us but we think that exercise means training for a 10k or going to the gym and lifting weights or going to a spin class it's kind of it's kind of like social media and magazines or whatever it is are uh, painting a picture that those are, are our only options and then also, there's a bit of a culture of, you know, there's no pain, no gain. And it's, you know, I've got to, want to really sweat and, and all these things. It's got to be really hard work. And we want to change that conversation for sure. And a great place to look at, at examples of that is those those areas around the world where people are li- living very long and healthy lives. It's not like they are going to the gym or entering the 10K or whatever. It's just that they move throughout the day and they enjoy the way that they move as well. And probably they move with other people. So they'll walk with other people and run with other people and cycle and they'll garden and they'll commute to work. And if they need to go and get something from the shops, they'll walk. Um, They won't jump in the car. Um, And so that's, that's really a message that we want to get across, isn't it? What do you enjoy and how can we keep it simple and fun? And what things can we do that, only will take 20 minutes out of your evening, for example. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah. I have to, I have to, I have to confess as a, as a, as a personal trainer by, by, by trade effectively, you know, that, that no pay, no gain. I'm sure it comes from us at, at some point in, that, in, in the past. <laughs> I'm sure that's where it started. And, and look, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, I've worked in gyms for a long time and, you know, you. It's funny because when I was when I work in gyms, you you see gyms that they are very busy. They're busy all the time, and you think, oh, you know, a lot of people um, go to gyms. But now, having uh, I'm working kind of on the other side where I work with you know NHS patients, and I see the gen you know general population. You realize that uh, n- nobody's really going to gyms. I mean, there's this is very small percentage of people that are actually going to gyms, and and you know and 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 That just goes to show that, you know, and and the the fitness industry will tell us that, you know, the fitness industry i mean this is kind of pre-covid i'm sure it's changed now but you know the the fitness industry is booming gym memberships are up and this is up and more people are moving and all this stuff but actually you know that's a very small amount of people and there's so many people and as you quite as you said who just simply don't enjoy that environment and i've met i've come across them i've met them they maybe, you know they maybe sign up because they know like you said well i have to do exercise i have to movement and and the gym is my only option and it's you know another part of our culture is that we kind of feel like we we've outsourced parts of our health to different professionals right we kind of look at the gym we outsource our movement to the personal trainer or to the gym or to the group exercise instructor you know and I think that's not the only avenue that's open to everyone and you know you're quite right I like the way you put it and saying you know what would you what could you see yourself doing when you're 80 years old because if it's something that you enjoy it's something you can probably sustain um and yeah just getting and just Getting that extra bit of movement in is going to be is going to be crucial. I mean, there's there's, a, there's studies that I've read which have shown that you know just doing uh, an extra five minutes of walking a day is going to amount to an extra thirty hours in a whole year. So you know, just starting small like that, and I think just encouraging people just to to stay moving uh, is 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 so crucial because not only is it going to affect physical health, but of course it's going to affect one's mental health. And I think that's also that's kind of the next thing I wanted to go into. But that's obviously going to be crucial, especially when you're in an environment dealing with dealing with children and uh, and and everything that comes with it.
1: Yeah, and I think part of it is that well, there are people that enjoy going to the gym and lifting weights, and I enjoy doing. Hit workouts. I like going to the park and doing push ups and squats and things, but I fully understand that that's not everyone's cup of tea at all. Um, so th- there is that element that, and that's why there is these kind of sayings like no pain, no gain, because some people do really enjoy it and they're um, perhaps, I don't know, achieving a goal or perhaps it's helping their sporting performance or, or something like that, which is, of course, that's fantastic. But it's kind of like there's, there's been a bit of um, what am I trying to say? Like an invasion, kind of, <laughs> from professional athletes, and that we look at professional athletes and we think we have to emulate the, the way that they live, in the in the way that they train and the way that they eat and the way that they, they have to fuel themselves with whatever supplements or energy drinks. And you know, those people that are working right at the top of their game, they might need that, of course, but. We're not professional athletes. If we're talking in terms of Teach Strong, we, we, we are talking to people that work in schools and we're not professional athletes. And so let's not worry about being a professional athlete. <laughs> let's just, let's just uh, move in ways that we enjoy and eat in ways that we enjoy and find time for, for, the, for the really important things in life. And, and don't worry about letting other elements kind of encroach on that, that they're not needed.
2: No. Just enjoy the outdoors mm-hmm. and enjoy the people you're with and just think of activities that require some physical activity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: no that's well i think that's a julia that's a really important point what you just mentioned there about enjoying the outdoors right and being in nature because you know again there's there's studies that show that you know just being in nature brings down our, our stress hormones in, in in our body so and, and i think that's such a crucial thing and i think if we can combine that physical activity with nature um you know there's there's a there's a profound impact there and i'm sure you know and, and i'm certainly you know suffering from this now. And that when the weather has turned as it, as it is doing now here in the UK, people have noticed that change in their mood and their feeling, and they're maybe not, you know, I'm certainly not going out as much as I was, you know, when the weather was, was better. And you, you hundred percent, you notice it. So I think if you can, you can, you can, change that and just spend a little bit more time outdoors have that extra five minutes of walking or whatever it might be um that's going to have a, have a huge impact on our on our mental health um so yeah and and you're and look sam you're right the health industry and the athletes and the professional sport however you want to look at it it's it, it it's almost the 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 picture of health, we look to that as our picture of health. We look at a physical, you know, a professional athlete, and we look at the way their physique is, and we look at the way they look, and we automatically have made this assumption that in order to be healthy, that's what I have to look like, that's what I have to train like, and that's what I have to eat like. Well, that's not always the case, and absolutely agree. There's nothing wrong with that if someone aspires to doing that. And I, like yourself, I enjoy you know, the, the the weight training workouts, the body weight workouts, the HIIT workouts. I enjoy that stuff. So for me, it's not that hard to go out and do it, but absolutely there are many people where that isn't their thing. And and you mentioned it, right? Those countries around the world, I think you're referring to the blue zones where people are living the longest and, and you know, they're not they're not going to the gym you know they're not going for workouts you know every day for a half an hour an hour or whatever it might be but they're just incorporating as much movement and and community which obviously is one of your pillars as well as, as into their lives and that's obviously helping them with their with their overall well-being um so that's you know uh, it's, it's a fundamental thing there um kind of talking about that mental side of things i mean it's that's probably an area that's a little bit sort of it's it's less tangible isn't it i think with food and exercise we can kind of see it we can kind of feel it um but when we start talking about sort of like inner feelings and and, and mental health it kind of gets a, maybe gets a little bit murky for people i mean um what when you you mentioned um sorry i've, I've lost the word it was, it was inner, inner. in inner, inner inner a well-being yeah inner well-being right this is the one
2: that we have to explain more often what we mean by inner well-being so what we mean by that is like our inner state like inner peace if we're calm if we're serene if we're happy uh, inside so for that area our prescription for that area are activities such as meditation mindfulness yoga nature connecting with others uh, but we we focus a lot on meditation as a, a very very powerful tool to to improve our inner well-being, our state of mind, our emotions, and just being more open to to others, to life, and more resilient towards challenges. And as, as Sam said, teaching is quite a challenging profession. So we need to take care of of our of our mind and of our emotions. And this is where inner well being comes in. Meditations, uh, you know, meditations has been proven to be ama- amazing in all aspects. And the science is now quite mind blowing the, the, what it can do to your brain and to, to the way you, you relate to the world, to others, to the way that you respond to situations, giving you that, that space and that distance towards what's happening and being able to respond in, in the way that you you think it's going to be useful for that situation so as a teacher you come we've got challenges all day long with parents with colleagues and with pupils and if you're in a good place you're going to be able to give a, a, a respond to the situation that will show people a different way that maybe they're used to because we you know we've got pupils that, Maybe you're used to an environment where um, it's quite often they're, they're shouted at, for example, and then you can be you can show them that there's other ways of responding, of just um, addressing a situation with calm and serenity.
0: So yeah, that's
2: that's what we mean when we talk about inner well-being of doing. <laughs> Um, yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's so crucial isn't it it's just that i like the way you put it in just trying to find that inner inner peace and that calmness because and it just gives you that different approach because you know you, you and, and i never really thought of it in the way that you just said it there in terms of the challenges with with people that you would have as a teacher. I mean, you've obviously got your pupils and then you got the parents and then you've got your colleagues as well. And, you know, it's coming from all from what, and then you might have your own things going on at home as well. So there's kind of a, a, a four pronged approach and, and you're probably getting it from all angles. So it's definitely hundred percent, you know, where you need that little bit of sort of calm and that time. And it's, I guess it's part of that is almost, you know, finding time for, for yourself within that as well. Right. And then just, being being at one with you and and and, and you mentioned nature there's the sort of the the two the two key things that i always try to get people to focus on is focusing yourself and, and try trying to do that within nature um and i think there's there's a yeah you're right there's a lot of science that's uh, that's showing us how powerful these things are which of course meditation has been around for for thousands of years but of course we're at, we're at a stage now where we can use brain scans and look at brain activity and and see the profound impact that this can have but and again from the outside looking in i would imagine that you know being a teacher and having this responsibility for 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 children for pupils and then obviously having to make sure that that the parents are satisfied that there's a lot of stress and a pressure that can go with that so i can clearly see a, a need for having that that mindfulness that 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 space that headspace if you want to use that term um which has obviously become popular to to be able to sort of cope with the challenges that the the job itself can uh, can can bring uh, and again you know i'm sure there are people listening to this and, and this is again starting to not sound like it's new but um trying to actually trying to actually bring it and implement it into someone's life that can be the, the challenging part and I'm, I'm you know and again i think we're just going back to what we said with the other pillars it's starting small it's the tiny habits it's doing doing a little bit uh, and doing a little bit doing it often and i think that's where we can we can build up these habits so um i think that's that's a key a key part of it um then we've got uh, sleep and uh, a community. So I mean, we can touch on sleep. I know in the last sort of few weeks, you guys have been focusing a lot on on the sleep part of this uh, part of this jigsaw, um, just through through your posts on social media. So maybe we can sort of briefly touch on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that is. We've known for a long time that sleep is very important to our health. And again, exploring the research is just fascinating, the effects that it can have on not just the next day, but for weeks and months and years down the line. Um, It's clearly a very, very important kind of piece of the jigsaw that has to be in place. Um, And kind of more recently, well, we've... On Twitter and things, I like to put out polls about you know, what's really affecting teachers, what's bothering them at the moment, what could they do with to, to help them, what element of their lives are they, uh, you know, that would they like to address? And sleep comes up more often than I think we imagined, didn't it? Yeah. And so. This is that's, that's the reason why there's been a bit more of a focus on it in the past couple of weeks, because we thought, well, right, if this is the thing that's really, really affecting people, then let's talk more about sleep. Uh, let's elevate that conversation because... Uh, on instagram and on twitter and on facebook people are often posting pictures of their food or their workout or something aren't they or even going outside um for a long walk and that's fantastic but not many people are talking about their sleep well they're certainly not talking about it in a positive way um i don't know much about other workplaces but in schools when you ask someone how they are you can you know you can bet good money that they'll say they're tired (laughs) and that they haven't slept well um and that's such a shame isn't it and Again, there are many, many different factors at play here um, as to why a someone that works in a school might not be sleeping well, and that could be work or it could be home life. But we just think, right? Let's give people more information about the importance of tool uh, for the importance of sleep. Sorry, and you know, if if people know that information, then do what you want with that information. Like as long as you know, and then then you can choose what to do with it. Um, But then in addition to that, of course, we give some tips and we give advice and we talk about what can you do every day to set yourself up to sleeping better? Because if we know it is going to affect your physical and mental health in a positive way and it's going to make you a a better teacher, isn't it? It's going to make you a better human. (laughs) Let's, Let's talk about that and let's see what we can do to help you sleep better.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that is a common, you know, I'm sure that's a common answer that you get. And in, 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 I'm sure it's not just teaching. I know from when I was working in the corporate world, you know, many people would be complaining, oh, yeah, I didn't sleep very well, or I'm not getting good sleep or, you know. Yeah, whatever it might be and absolutely i think this is a this is a an issue far and wide uh, beyond the, the realms of teaching but certainly within that teaching community uh, i can i can imagine and and they, that that links nicely to, to the reason there's there's a high intake of caffeine probably i don't know i've not done studies <laughs> on that, Could be uh, weeks, that uh, yeah, yeah there, there might be a hypothesis there to try and test for someone i'm sure someone's done it but but, but um so yeah look it, we we know look, we know the benefits of, and the power of sleep and and the, the healing effects of, that it can have have, um just the healing effects of the human body in, in in whole right all these things we've been speaking about i think we i'm sure people that have started to implement these things and as you said people are starting to see the benefits and these are uh, these benefits are affected the body it's and, and our bodies healing themselves through through the power of these lifestyle interventions that we we start to implement and obviously sleep is a fundamental pillar uh behind that and uh you know you just look at the importance of sleep and the development of a brain when he, when we're when we're children when we're babies and, and that, that continues um you know throughout our life, whether, whether we're learning new things and skills and yeah absolutely i think it's it's certainly an important part and and, and it's going to help people um to sort of better themselves in their career uh, and obviously you know we if you can an easy way to sort of to highlight the importance of sleep is just and i'm sure everybody's experienced this is to say you know think of a time when you've not had great sleep and you've been you know sleep deprived how have you been how have you performed and you know the answer is not very well right and we we know this right so we can just say well how do we remedy that well we need to get we need to get more sleep obviously it's easier said than done because there are many factors at play here and it may not just be let's look at the one thing which is the sleep but all the other things we've talked about already the the movement the nutrition you know the the inner peace and that that finding that inner peace as well can be all linked to that um as well as the next one that you're talking about which is now this is again this might be a, a, a somewhat one that people may not have heard that often I know certainly people that listen to my podcast and other sort of health and well-being podcasts may you know they would have would have come across this but uh, what's your what, what do you mean by uh, community when, when you when you when you mention it?
2: So we mean the people that you surround yourself with So obviously we have people like we've been talking about at work at home, uh, our family and our friends, uh, colleagues, But then we like to talk about the tribe. So having your own tribe, having your support system that you have intentionally chosen these people, because we know how deep and profound the effect of the people you surround with is and will have in your life. You know, they say about you're the product of the five people that you surround yourself um, most with. And it is, it is true, they, we've been talking about mirror neurons as well, so how we influence each other in very, very subtle ways that we wouldn't even realize we're behaving that way because our environment does it. So having a tribe, these people that will support you, that will inspire you and will push you to grow and to become a, a better person, and will be there when times are challenging and, and um, encourage you to, to keep going. That's when we talk about community and having this community is an essential part of achieving your goals. And those goals are often created by the habits that they portray and that you will imitate. So mix yourself with people that have good habits, that share your values and that share your goals. And I think that's an in good recipe for you to achieve your own.
0: Yeah. I like that. It's again, it's, it's, it's quite simple, but it's so effective, right? It's that, you know, if you want to, if you want, and again, I'm sure many people who have uh, may have experienced this, maybe people have been trying to, you know, lose weight, or maybe people have been trying to get fit. And then when they're within the other circles of, of people that are not doing those things, it's, it's very easy to get distracted or, oh, you know, uh, you know, Oh, go on you can have one more or it's not going to harm you and you're, you're trying to do this do the right thing and then you would get influenced by the people around us look I'm not saying that those are, they're bad people by any stretch of the imagination but if you have that community who are like-minded who are aspiring towards the same values and the, and the same sort of mission as you then it makes it easier right we talked about that at the beginning making it easy and i think if you can have other people around you who share those those similar values and are demonstrating and displaying those behaviors that you wish to you know you wish to display as well then it's only going to make it easier um and again i would say that trans that transfers further as a teacher because you're going to be portraying that into the pupils right into the into the into the The people, the young people that you're going to be influencing um, as 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 teaching staff. So there's a there's a crucial link there to have that community and have that sort of um, you know maybe having role models in our lives as well. And I think that's so so important um, in in any walk of life, but particularly when it comes to uh, when it comes to teaching. Um, So yeah, I I really. It's not always
2: easy because you have your friends from school and you have your relatives, and you might feel sense of guilt because maybe they're not sustaining you in the goal that you're working in right now and you might need to intentionally just maybe spend a bit less time and spend more time with the people that will encourage you to to go where you want to go and so we have to do that in in a gradual way in a polite way always and and also look at the people we've got online and we connect online this is another area that's Sometimes we forget that it's having an influence on us, the people that we follow us follow on social media, and the messages that they're sending us every day that we can also take control of and make sure that it's, it's working with us instead of against us.
0: Yeah, it's a very good point, isn't it? Social media, because I think social media gets a very um bad rap when it comes to, you know, the, 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 the negative side of it and the influence that we, we gain from social media. However, you know, you can flip that and say, well, you know, you are in control of who you follow, right? You are in control of what you see on your timeline, uh, apart from the adverts. But, um, you know, so therefore you can actually cultivate and curate your social media to 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 help you you like you said you may have these friends from childhood and this family and you might you know, you might be very close with the family who's been with you and they may not share those same values or be on that same journey that you are now so maybe you need to actively go out and find a community of people who do do and are speaking that language and and you can absolutely find that on social media in fact that's something I've done when I started this podcast and yeah you know, that's how I've come across yourselves and you know all the other people that I've I've interviewed on this on this show is is exactly that way So, find those people who are, you know, doing really good things and doing things that inspire me um, to want to talk about and want to reach out to them. And, and you know, I, I, if I wasn't recording a podcast right now, I'd probably still be speaking to you or, you know, we have spoken before, but that's absolutely the way I look at it. And I think you can, you can find that. And we're, we're in a position right now where we are fortunate enough to have these tools at our disposal, where we can use them you know, again, without being cheesy and seeing lines from movies, but with with great power comes great responsibility, and I think you know we we all have that power, and we have we we have that responsibility to make sure that we're using it in the right way. Um And again, that will probably go uh, as as equally important for, uh, for for children and the younger generation. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really important one. And and you know, touching on what you said earlier, Sam, about these 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 regions of the world where people are living the longest, that is. I, I personally think and, and again without looking at the studies on this I think that's a real fundamental factor is that having those uh, those community in fact I've forgotten what the word is that the Okinawans use where they have this you know this group of friends that they've you know friends for life and they 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 get together you know every day and they make sure that each other's okay and they have this community spirit and and that's what keeps them going for so long because they have that um that
2: Yeah they're called the moai they're that's mine. it that's
0: the one yeah yeah i think <laughs> i post, posted about it a few weeks ago i've forgotten completely but yeah exactly that um and that that just goes to show how how fundamental it is and and again you go back through evolution that's how we survived, that's how we thrived we're in these tribes and and it's a that's a great word to use isn't it
2: <laughs> yes so building your tribe that's that's our message be yeah. intentional about who you bring into your life be very very intentional always be open to anyone and obviously Um, loving and compassionate to everyone, but then just include the people that you really, really think that you want to keep.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, So look, how are you guys how are you delivering you know your offering obviously uh, we, we we did speak about this last time we spoke off air um obviously covid19 has obviously changed a lot of the way that all of us work so what's your sort of strategy for for getting this information out to teachers to schools how, how are you what's your approach at the moment
1: yeah so it has shifted recently to to adapt and we're pretty happy with the way it's shifted actually aren't we mm-hmm. um and so we've gone to a just an online courses kind of route now. And that's because we know that schools are more familiar with this now. Um, Over lockdown, my school and many schools around the country were accessing their CPD online in different kind of capacities. And so staff are more used to this now and kind of more familiar and more accepting of it. And so that works really well for us because we can distill everything that we want to get across all that research, all that information, um, and more importantly, all of those practical tips and those habits and those um, little points about your environment, we can put that into an online course that teachers can access. And a great part about it is that they can access it wherever they are and whenever they like. Um, So it's a bit of a you know, it's a very modern way of doing things in that it's not that staff had to be have have to be all sat down in one place listening to one speaker. They could be at home, um, you know, feet up with a glass of well, whatever <laughs> they want to drink in the evening, or perhaps a nice healthy chamomile tea, whatever whatever you go for, and doing your you know your bit of well-being CPD there. So yes, we've gone down the online courses route and. They cover those five branches that we've mentioned, nutrition, movement, inner well-being, sleep, and community, all kind of just as important as each other. So there's a well there, there very soon will be a course for each, and then that can all be um, bundled into one pack as well, which is it's a really fantastic offering um for schools
2: yeah so we've got like our well-being online course pack which is five courses covering the five branches and then they get released once every month like one course per month Mm -hmm. and then both individuals can purchase it or schools can purchase it for their for their staff and they can of course buy it as a pack or if they're just interested in one individual course like maybe it's sleep that's a very popular one Mm -hmm. or nutrition then they can do that as well
0: Right. So that's that's interesting. So it's not just, it's not the onus isn't necessarily on the individual to say, oh, hey, I'm interested in this. I want to sign up and, and pay for it. Um, but you can, you, the actual school itself can purchase this or, or implement this on, on behalf of staff. But and I, I think that that second avenue is quite powerful because... It, I think it just goes some way to show that hey you know as a school as an employer um you know we do care for our staff i think if you look at corporate wellness in other other areas of industry there's a there's a big push there isn't there of people looking after their staff making sure their well-being especially over what's been going on with covid and people working from home and remote working and trying to you know uh, helping people to balance their lives and i think uh, also you know you you hear the comment often all the time and i know i've heard it when i've worked with clients on a one-to-one basis like oh yeah but Sanjay, when i go to work you know and the staff in the staff room there's there's always chocolates there or there's you know someone's always bringing in cakes every day and so i think if the school is approaching this from a top-down perspective um that can have a of a, a positive impact because you know other it's not just you as an individual. You know that there are others there with you. So you got again. There's that, there's your community. There's your tribe, almost of people that are trying to do the same thing. So um, I think that's uh, that's very powerful. So it's all online at the moment, um, and, and it's individuals or uh, or schools are are uh, can can kind of get involved uh, whichever whichever avenue they want.
2: That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we wanted to offer both for for those reasons that you've just mentioned
1: there. Definitely because. Um, Yes, we want schools to be able to access this and in that way um, we can make the biggest possible difference um, and that would be fantastic. But at the same time, we want to give that opportunity to a new individual as well. And um, if, if their school isn't quite ready or, or for whatever reason, um, then we still think an individual should be able to access the course and um, you know, reap the benefits that it can, can, it can provide.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I for one, think it, this, 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 what, what Teach Strong is all about, and what you guys are doing is, is so important. I think it's, uh, it's so fundamental. I think you know when we think of, um, you, we, we think of teachers, we think of the people that are influencing the young ones. I think that that's all good and well, but I think, yeah, absolutely. We need to make sure that, you know, that that they're being looked after as well. It doesn't just stop there. So I think um, it's fundamental to what you're doing as a parent. I feel like it's so important. Um, You know, I want to make sure that, you know, my, my, my children, my daughter is in the hands of someone that is, you know, is, is, Feeling good within themselves and is, is, is portraying the right, displaying the right behaviours, and and uh, you know has the right, uh, I guess, the right message to to put forward. And I think because there's a, there's such an influence that you can have there, so uh, it's crucial. I think having, you know, been a parent throughout COVID nineteen, I've, you know, and I'm sure. Uh, this is many people will resonate with this you know we've all seen the importance of you know people were, were standing outside and clapping the, the nhs and I, I feel like we should have been doing the same for the teaching staff because you know my, my daughter was able to continue to go to nursery uh, throughout covid19 because my wife and i we work with the nhs so we were uh, we were able to continue and i was very very grateful uh, for that so i think the role of of teachers um, is is certainly not lost on me um, and i think that that they're doing a, a, a fantastic job for our unfortunately you know very little pay but again that's a completely different discussion which we can uh <laughs> which we can get into in, in the future if we want to um but uh yeah look uh, just seeing that someone is out there caring for their well-being is uh is, is so important so I, I i implore um you know teachers schools um everyone just trying to uh, yeah, let's, let's try and think about these things because they are, they are profoundly important so um uh, thank you for, for for the work you're doing and, and where can where can people find out more about what you guys are doing and uh what your course and and your uh, your offering is all about
2: yes yeah, so yeah we would love for people to connect with us and you can find us on instagram and twitter it's at teach strong underscore uh, it's a great place to just find out what we're all about and see if you know our philosophy and our message resonates with with you, and we can we can help you in some way. And we've got lots of free tips there, and we're always sharing some resources. So I would go and do that, like uh, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're quite active in there. Then our website is www.teachstrong.co.uk, and you can find our our. our programs and our online courses there and if you want you can just send us an email at info at teachstrong.co.uk that's another great way to we can answer any questions because we're always happy to talk about the needs of a school and how we can help them and help our staff to to be happier and healthier
0: great i will make sure i put all of those links to uh, your uh, socials and email and uh, website on the on the episode show notes for this uh, for this episode but uh, yeah, highly recommend people to go and go and check it out. Even I, I spent a lot of time last time looking through your website and you had lots of, fr- lots of really good free resources, tips and tricks, just little things that you could do. You know, we, we talked about it earlier in this conversation. Uh, and I think even that would be a great place for a lot of people to start. Um, but yeah, certainly social media as well. Uh, check them out. I, I encourage people to have a look at some of your, um, Instagram lives that you've recorded and posted up there. Um, there's some really good conversations with, uh, you know, with other health practitioners and, and health wellness uh, sort of warriors and there's there's some there's some good stuff there so uh, yeah definitely go and check it out um, Sam Julia it's been a pleasure pleasure connecting with you um, and thank you for for all the work you're doing and uh, oh thank you for for, for being the first uh, threesome on my podcast it's the first, <laughs> it's good, it's the first time I've had uh, three people uh, on my on my podcast so uh, there you go there's there's a first but uh, no there generally you um, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart I really appreciate the work that you guys are doing and uh, I just wish you all the best and uh, I i'm sure that we'll be hearing a lot more from from teach strong in the future
1: oh well thank you so thank much sanjay you. that was a really really kind words we really appreciate that we, um, we really appreciate everything you said about teaching and schools and their importance um of course we absolutely agree and and so again very grateful that you you've said that and grateful that you've had us on the podcast as well yeah. it's been a pleasure
2: we really enjoyed the conversation thank you very yeah. much
0: thank you to this week's guest for their time and insights it was a real pleasure speaking to them all the social media and website links for today's guest can be found on the show notes page on our website which is www.staywhole.co.uk swp if you enjoyed this podcast then please share it with someone that you think might benefit from it I would also be very grateful if you could visit Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and leave me a review. It will really help this information reach more and more people. Thank you. And if you're a health, fitness or wellness professional and you want to be a guest on the show or you have your own personal health and wellness journey that you want to share, then contact me via email. It's sunjay at staywhole.co.uk. That's S-U-N-J-A-Y at stayhole.co.uk. you can get me on instagram or twitter it's at stay whole life or on facebook.com forward slash stay whole i would love to hear from you thank you to purple planet for all the music in this episode and as always thank you to you for listening i am forever grateful and remember to stay whole